Hey guys, so welcome to the ninth episode, season three of the Teen Whisperer Show, where we get to hear the stories and experiences of podcasters and what are the problems that they are facing and how to overcome it. In today's episode, we have a guest who claims that entrepreneurs can party, so as Instagram handle name, which is partially against all the things that an entrepreneur called Gary Vaynerchuk said. But the content he does and his past experiences says that you know hard work will pay off. So. Work hard, play hard, I guess, uh, in a good way, of course. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Scott Stockdale to the show. Man, your name is really hard to pronounce, by the way. Uh, and most importantly, he got, got his you know, annual blueprint, like it's full of questions. And I actually did some of it, and it's actually here right now. I'll show you at the end of the show. So, Mr. Mr. Stockdale, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Jeffrey. And it's awesome that you've had a look at the blueprint. I know we were messaging a little bit about it and some of the questions are very tough, very deep. So it's amazing you've had a go at it. Um, Yeah. Like you said, I'm the host of Entrepreneurs Can Party, which is a top 10 rated Apple podcast. And on it, I bring on interesting entrepreneurs who are having fun in their businesses. And I want to kind of show people that business can and ultimately should be fun. So it's not just about doing a tie up being in a boardroom it can in some cases be traveling around the world with your best mates and shooting videos for companies like sta travel panasonic mtv as one of my guests has done or djing around the world and actually just having these awesome parties as one of my previous guests has also done as a tiktok dj artist so yeah bringing on people having fun that's kind of why that's why i wanted to do it. i want to kind of learn these not secrets, I guess, but what makes people have fun in their businesses. So ultimately I can implement that my own one day. Uh, So that's what I do on the sides, my podcast, and then my day-to-day job is an SEO. So helping companies rank uh, higher on Google so they can get more organic traffic to their sites and hopefully more revenue as well. So very briefly, that is me in a couple of minutes. (laughs) I think you actually have something like, you know, uh, me in two minutes or uh, 10 minutes I think so that will be that's something in your website <laughs> yeah. I think so yeah uh, what, tell me about that I mean like you mentioned someone that that the guy who actually uh, made something like that so tell us a little bit about that sure yeah so me in 10 seconds inspired by a wonderful man called Derek Sivers who doesn't do that many podcast uh, guest appearances periods but he did appear on the Tim Ferriss show which is one of my ultimate, sort of all-time favorite podcasts uh, I think it was last year now Amazing guy, very humble, and he sold a business called CD Baby for God knows how many millions of pounds about 10 or 20 years ago. And he has a one of my favorite, in fact, probably is my favorite book of all time uh, by him called Anything You Want, which is amazing. And it's only very short. I think it's less than 100 pages. Uh, you can blitz through it in an afternoon, which is what I did or have done many a time. And it talks about his life principles. So bringing value to people and I'm not even going to try and explain everything else because I'm just going to do it disservice but uh, yeah that's the man who I got inspiration from Derek Sivers I think there's a link to his um, website on my website but I think it's DerekSivers.org if your listeners want to find out more about him because he is a truly amazing guy. Uh, I think I think for us Indians, you know, the first not as Indians, like you know, mostly all over the world, the common question that you know, job, uh, you know, the recruiters will ask is, "Tell me about yourself." That's kind of the first question that many people will ask, you know, like so. If if in case if I tell them about myself in ten seconds, obviously they will throw me out of the job. Probably I think so. So you know, for those people who just uh, 
you know sometimes it's better to try that in in uh, informal ways i think and i just my kind of you know inference from my experience that i have been so far so yeah that, that should be great and um, you know this is something uh, crazy because uh, you have been in seo field for a really a long period of time so uh, you know people actually complained a lot about this uh, content versus, versus algorithm they will say that you know because of the algorithm people you know, it's not slightly pushing up and everything and stuff so what's your thought on that do you think you know being seo guy do you think it's really matter that algorithm actually matters or just the content like the quality and everything and stuff yeah the algorithm matters for sure it's constantly changing constantly updating and google is ultimately wanting to provide the best service it can to the people that visit its website which is pretty much everyone in the western world and many parts of the eastern world as well so i think yeah it, it is important to kind of not game the system but certainly play up to it and there are lots of useful things you can be doing for your own websites to rank higher on Google. I should say as well that SEO doesn't just have to apply to Google, it can apply yeah. to other search engines like Bing and Yahoo, I guess to a lesser extent Yahoo, but Bing certainly, uh, particularly for older demographics who might not be aware that they can change the settings on their laptops. That's something yeah. that's very <laughs> common. So, you know, when people get a new laptop, they know, okay, I don't want to use Microsoft Edge, it's terrible. Let's use Google Chrome and let's use Google. Other older people might not be aware of they can do that, and also you know Amazon Alexa and voice mm. searches they all use Microsoft technology as well. Yeah. So it's useful in that sense to kind of optimize for Google is kind of the main player, but there are Bing as well. And then Amazon FBA, uh, Amazon SEO mm. as well, which is a whole entirely different beast. YouTube SEO yeah. uh, as well for videos. But yeah, I tend I tend to stick to Google. And that's why I do my day job. But going back to your question about content, is it important? 100% it's important. I think if you can provide quality content that's unique, so not just kind of regurgitating stuff that you see other sites produce, um, that is the number one way you can rank higher on Google. And more specifically on that, as we can, it depends how technically you want to get, get kind of dive into the weeds of it, but things called keywords, which are things that people search for on Google or other uh, internet browsers. So for example, if I wanted to find out about dog training in uh, in England, then I might search dog training in England in yeah. Google. And you can rank higher for, in Google by using dog words in uh, England as like a, what we call a keyword, a word that you thread throughout your content. So typically, if you've got a blog post that's like 400 words, mm -hmm. then you'd look to have that keyword in that content at least 10 12 times or at least synonyms or variations of that keyword so yeah there's a lot to seo i guess but <laughs> yeah. like I said, it depends how technical your technical your audience wants to dive into i'm happy to go as, into the weeds as much as you'd like me to but uh, that's a very brief overview yeah i think you know because uh you know coming to seo and you know podcasting and stuff i had a guest called scott carson so he actually said that uh, you know he would obviously transcript the entire podcast and you know put it on his website because that's actually one of the major you know traffic driven uh thing that he's actually getting his podcasters you know his audience from so yeah i think i think coming out of this that's really great uh, you know th this is actually i want to ask before but i actually forgot it is that uh, you said that, that uh, as entrepreneurs can party you said you know as your name of your podcast itself it's kind of a personal question but how many parties did you went to as an entrepreneur you know say, mentioning yourself as you know something like that how many parties did you actually went to 
How many, what was that? How many parties, parties have I yeah. been to? Because it wasn't just interesting, but you, you can be, you know, you can be, you know, uh, what do you want to say? Just, just say the random number, I guess it's actually good too. Oh God, I, yeah, it would be a random number. I have no idea. <laughs> University, I went to way too many parties. It was at least like three, four times a week um, over wow. three years. So what's that like? <laughs> do the maths quickly. Oh my God, um, it seems like your memories be, are yeah. coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be close to 500 but uh, i'm just making that number up it could be way more it could be way less i love to party yeah that's no secret wow. to my friends uh, as they know <laughs> wow, wow wow that's awesome i mean like looking at a guy who was actually enjoying his life i think i think i think people are will get jealous and you know make more money and enjoy a lot after this you know hearing this i think so wow wow, wow. that would be amazing if they do yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i it's one of my kind of of principles i guess is i like to do things that are one fun mm -hmm. ultimately because i think life is too short to not do that and obviously there will be times when that's not entirely practical so the second thing is am i doing it with people i enjoy doing things with so whether it's mm -hmm. in a working relationship or in kind of a more friendly kind of social setting um and as long as i'm kind of hitting at least one of those in every interaction then for me that's kind of a surefire way to have fun so uh yeah parties or not that's just how i try and live my life i guess <laughs> wow, wow, wow that's that's <laughs> totally awesome and don't worry i won't ask that question again <laughs> so um <laughs> so this is actually kind of must be an obvious question that you know if ever if, if ever you were in a you know podcast with someone as a guest i think people will ask you this you know how do you actually got you know, into the top 10 ranking in you know, Apple podcast. This is this is a common question people will obviously ask you. So you, just tell me something that you haven't told anyone before. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, something I've told. Because obviously, if, 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 you know, if someone, you know, mm -hmm. ask me, then I will just obviously tell them that, uh, you know, you can go to his podcast. There will be tons of podcasts that he will be on. Or even the first, you know, two or three podcasts, you must have mentioned that. Tell me something, tell me a trick that you haven't mentioned before. To be honest, I'm a very honest and open guy, so I just reveal all to everyone. And <laughs> I've actually done a, uh, I've done a blog post which kind of details my entire process from start to finish. So um, if listeners are interested, scottstockdale.co.uk forward slash rank. And it is, I can't remember how many words, but it took me a while to write it and it details every step. The thing I do say uh, to people, and I think it's not a secret as such, because obviously I've told it to other people, but it's not mm. something people are always willing to implement and that is guesting on other podcasts is once you've launched your post podcast mm -hmm. probably the not the easiest way because obviously it's, it takes effort and it requires yeah. uh, a time commitment but it's one of the best guaranteed not guaranteed either but one of the best ways to kind of grow your podcast and grow your listenership i guess to take it back to your question in terms of like that launch we can actually get into the top 10 in six days there was a lot of work that went into that. So I was working probably six or seven months prior to launch um, wow. after my nine to five. So doing my nine to five and then coming back home, working for a couple of hours each evening on things relating to the podcast, whether it was actually recording the episodes, uh, sort of producing the episodes, re uh, arranging to have guests on, doing all the back-end technical stuff, as I'm sure you're aware of being a yeah. podcaster. There's quite a bit to that as well. And all of the giveaways, competitions that I did as well, just things like the branding of the podcast, actually having a designer to produce the artwork and things like that. Um, and then taking a podcast course as well, which was really useful 
uh, over 12 weeks prior to the launch. So, yeah, there's a lot of kind of steps involved. And again, I'm kind of happy to depends how into the depths you want to go um, because I appreciate each one of those yeah. things could be like an entire podcast in itself. You know, there's quite <laughs> a lot of uh, depth to it. But um, yeah, just to, I guess the short answer is there was a lot of work that went into it. And, you know, some people launch a podcast and actually it gets traction very quickly and it does mm. really well. Typically, that's because they've already got a pre-existing audience, which yeah. I didn't have. So, you know, they can leverage their podcast to their audience and get them to listen to it and download it and get those mm. reviews in. But I didn't have that. So I was kind of going from scratch. And that's kind of what I did. That was my process. So, so you're actually saying is that if, you know, before launching a podcast, six to seven months of, you know, pure hard work and the exact process, you can actually, you know, uh, get a top 10 in six days. Is it possible? If anyone does it, let me know. If anyone does it, is it possible? <laughs> I, I'd like to think so. I guess there are a few kind of important, there are a few important uh, factors and variables. So one of those is what is your niche? You know, mm, what yeah. category are you looking to rank in? So the category I was looking to rank in entrepreneurship, even though it is very competitive, it is one of those, I guess, categories that has some, you know, some, it's a niche of sorts. It's not like business, for example, which is obviously a lot broader and a lot more competitive to get into. So if you can pick a niche, which is less competitive than the bigger, broader categories, that's certainly one variable. And, you know, to take it a step further, if you wanted to go for something like environment, which is, I know a podcaster, I know very well, she managed to get into the, uh, I don't know if you're aware, the, um, Apple Podcast New and Noteworthy section, which is essentially yeah. like the the billboard charts of Apple Podcasts. Yeah. If you can get into that section, then it's like on the homepage of Apple Podcasts and more people can see a podcast essentially and get more exposure that way. So she managed to do that, which was incredible. And actually she has had a really successful launch as well. I'm not sure how high she got in the charts, but you know, just getting into that New and Noteworthy section alone is something I didn't do and she did incredibly well. So yeah, that's kind of one important variable. To answer your question, can anyone do it? I would like to think if you put in the hard work, if you do the work, if you prepare properly, if you take it seriously, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. some people, uh, it's just a hobby and that's of course absolutely fine. And, you know, you know, it's just kind of your mates doing it on the sides and you're just having a laugh with it, not taking it that seriously. If you want to kind of take it to that next level and actually, you know, maybe get into the rankings or maybe as I'm hoping to do one day, do this full time and actually make it my yeah. career, then yeah, I guess it's, it just depends how much work you put in ultimately. But yeah, I'd like to think anyone can if they put the work in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can agree on that. And, you know, this is actually really, you know, fun when someone says that, you know, they want to do podcasting as a full-time gig, right? So maybe maybe, maybe they, they can earn a lot and everything and stuff, but uh, won't, won't we ever feel like, I mean, like enough is enough at some point in any job, you know, people always say that, you know, if you're some, if you're having a passion for something that, or even if you put a lot of work in, sometime you'll get burnt out, even if you are following your own passion. So after the six to seven months, you know, when you're working for that, have you ever felt like that enough is enough is, is not, is, it may not work out, you know, that creative block or that stop will always become how to overcome that. How did you overcome that? Did you have any, first of all? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, um, it's one of those where I try not to think about that too much, I guess, because you're absolutely right. That yeah. might happen. I might get bored of podcasting in a year's time. I don't think I will, just because I enjoy the conversations I have so much. And actually, yeah. for me, it's always the highlight of my week, actually speaking to the likes of yourself and other people's podcasts, but actually, you know, doing the episodes for Entrepreneurs Can Party as well. So, yeah, I'd like to think I'll never get bored of it. And I probably won't get burnout but mm-hmm. that's not to say it won't happen and i guess the answer is i'll cross that bridge when i come to it you know i don't have the answer yeah. to that um per se i think the one thing that i've kind of seen consistently with my guests on the podcast and actually mm-hmm. you know people who have turned their i guess what you might call their side hustle into yeah. their full-time gig is uh their they are having fun and actually it, it doesn't feel like work to them because they enjoy what they're doing so much. And actually they're putting in so many hours into their thing because they just love it. And actually for them, it's their hobby as much as anything. Their work, if that makes sense. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? In a year's <laughs> time, ask me again and I might have a different answer for you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, right now you're having this really great answer. That, that's enough for right now, I think. So I mean, we'll never know whether we'll be alive after this, you know, two to three months. I don't know. I mean, like, not, not being negative, but just saying the practicality of what's coming here to at us because 2020 is almost been, a, how to say, it's like half of the end of the world. So first, like, you know, wars came, then Corona came. And, you know, actually my guys are actually, you know, we are like, you know, the, this... Uh, how to say the big guy of meme creators okay we have like in, in our state okay it's like we have really imaginative vivid imaginative meme creators we have so a guy created a meme saying that uh, so first you know this uh, war came then covid 19 came and uh, the next then uh, aliens will come then zombies will come obviously you know the world may be taken over by someone else so these predictions are actually happening so if we're alive after that i think i think the answer right now is actually pure enough for that i think so so uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, what's your actually thoughts on uh, this? Actually, kind of another receive question. You know, it's kind of really interesting because I've seen a lot of you know Facebook groups always ask this question: that should we have a separate page for this for the podcast? Because you have one, you know, you, are, you have your own name in that, but it's kind of related to your uh, you know podcast. So, should you have a separate page for it, or is it just with the you know the one person brand and everything? I guess the answer depends. Um, if you are a business looking to start a podcast, then it, I think it makes sense to keep it separate from your personal, you know, personal brand. If you're like me, however, and actually you don't mind if the two kind of get mixed up, then I think it saves a lot of time for one thing, just having one page, you know, you're not having to post uh, twice as much content. It's just yeah. one lot of content. So yeah, I guess it depends. And, you know, it depends how much, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> enjoy voice i guess it depends as well how much um time you're willing to put into social media uh, you know for me i don't want it to be all consuming I, you know i do spend a lot of time kind of reaching out to guests and to new connections and mm-hmm. kind of building those relationships but at the same time i wouldn't want to spend any more than a couple of hours a day doing that sort of stuff so yeah i, I think ideally if if you can, then producing as much content as you can is always a good thing and quality content at that. And if you've got multiple pages to do that, then great. For me, I don't, people get hung up on this, you know, people have asked me this as well. Like, you know, should I have a separate page for my podcast compared to just my personal brand? Personally, I don't think it matters that much. Um, As long as you're putting out good quality content, people are going to find it either way. Um, But if you are a business owner, then it probably makes more sense to have them separate. It just, it just depends. 
yeah i think i think it totally depends on the person so uh, yeah okay okay so this is this is actually kind of uh, pop up time in my head is that uh, um what do you actually think you know is a probable like how to say this guy is the ideal guest for my podcast okay because my kind of goal for my podcast is that uh, uh, i'll have the set of questions i mean like sometimes i kind of frame other times what i actually do is that whatever you you say i actually take questions from that and i will ask you you know depends on the podcasting you know as it goes but uh, you know i asked this uh, you know lucy lucy also how it actually you know goes uh, she actually picks a, picks a picks her guest she said that uh, who she finds really interesting to talk to she she does that just she goes on you know uh, ask them to come out to the podcast and do but what you actually do what's your goal you know when it comes to this podcasting very similar to lucy yeah i <laughs> i don't i don't tend to you know i don't have uh, for example like a kind of set criteria or any mm-hmm. boundaries to kind of bring people onto the show is people i just want to have a chat with because they seem really interesting or they're doing really cool things so to kind of give an idea of that, yeah, people I've had on the podcast, I've mentioned um, Josh, who's traveling around the world with his best mm-hmm. mate, shooting travels for videos for like MTV Panasonic, uh, TikTok DJ artist Erin, she's amazing as well, doing really cool things. I've recently had on a digital nomad uh, called mm-hmm. Louise and Sam, who will be appearing on very shortly, who uh, actually traveling around the world as well, and um, but doing very different things. So Louise, for example, she uh, creates Udemy courses, which I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a thing in India. Why not be actually? Um, but Udemy is a platform that allows people yeah. to create online courses right. and then sell them uh, to people. So she does that, and she's making like five figures passive income a month just from Udemy, and then she's got other projects as well. Uh, Sam, very similar to Louise in that sense. She uh, makes money from actually podcast consulting, which wouldn't have been a job a few years ago, but it is now, and she does really well from that. Yeah, it's just it's just people I've kind of bumped into online, you know, mm-hmm. through Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and kind of connections of connections. So I got to meet Louise through a guy called Alex, who I know very well. He's been an amazing mentor to me. And uh, just kind of, yeah, just natural connections. You know, like I said, I don't have any set criteria as such. Um, it's just people who I think are having fun, don't have to have a business even. You know, I've had a few people who are just uh, doing nine to five jobs like myself, mm-hmm. but they maybe got a side gig on girl called zoe is an amazing yoga tutor and mm. she teaches yoga on the weekends and has a nine to five during the week and she's really cool yeah there's just there's a whole bunch of people and like i say no set criteria just people i want to chat to and who i think are, are interesting i think my audience will enjoy hearing from as well yeah 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 just that just said that you know your audience will enjoy that's my that's my you know my how to say intriguing thought is that how would actually you know that your audience might enjoy it because uh, it's it's totally based on you know you because uh, you always go and chat with the person that you are interested to look at that's what exactly what Lucy also said is that she it's not like not much care about the audience but how would if she is finding someone interesting you know to talk to and everything and all so she will get on the podcast so how do you actually find out if that you know podcast will blow up or you know will get as much listeners as it possibly could you know when it comes to this in you know, releasing out so is it totally on you or do you consider it as an audience also i think how i approach it is if i kind of similar to loose i guess if i'm enjoying it then i think my audience will enjoy it just because my podcast is kind of aimed at people like myself you know i try to base it around you know, what do I want to get out of this? You know, why have I started this podcast? Because let's face it, there's a lot of podcasts out there, yeah. lots of 
things you can be listening to. So why did I create my podcast? And I guess it was to answer those questions of how can business be fun? You know, what mm-hmm. practices, what systems, what techniques do people have to actually one, build a business or creative project, but two, make it fun, you know, actually doing what they want to do. So that was what I wanted to get out of it. And from what I've heard, I, I always try and ask for as much feedback as I can. So I get very kind of technical and very specific on this. So when people reach out to me, um, you know, just to leave a comment on Instagram or LinkedIn or email me, which happens occasionally, I try and ask four questions. And these four questions have come from a guy called JLD, who I got the chance to speak with uh, a few months ago now prior to the launch. And he said, He's a very successful podcaster and makes like six figures a month. Anyway, he said, uh, ask people four questions. First question, what do you like about the podcast? Very simple, gets you some really good stuff. Second question, what don't you like about the podcast? Mm -hmm. Equally important. And actually, if you can get your people that's reached out to be really critical about your podcast, you know, don't sugarcoat things, just say it as it is that's really useful feedback to have as well. So what don't you like about the podcast? Some feedback I've had on that question has been my intro is too long. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. to make that a bit shorter, that people want to hear my voice a little bit more in the interview. So not just me asking questions, but also trying to engage in conversation a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to make more of an effort to do that. So that's just a couple of things. There's like a whole bunch of things people have said. Uh, And of course, you'd have to listen to all that feedback. Some of it, you know, you might just ignore and that's happened as well. But um, that's the second question. Third question, how did you find out about my show? I think that's a really (laughs) useful thing to to find out because it's like, you know, you can can create or you can target more of your uh, promoting strategies to those things. So, you know, for example, if you're finding a lot of people are finding your podcast through Instagram comments, you know your name pop up somewhere on someone else's post because you've commented then that tells you okay i need to be doing more of that because that's working equally if you're finding out that no one is coming through another channel then it's like well i'm not going to po- focus my efforts there anymore because it's just not generating any results so that's the third question then the fourth and final question that jld told me more specifically relating if you wanted to monetize a podcast which i do have plans for further down the line but for me it's not really um, that important at the moment that is what problem are you facing right now mm-hmm. sounds very simple and the reason for this question is if you're looking to find out what someone's problems are then you can potentially create a product or service for them yeah. or you can also bring on a sponsor for your show who may be able to solve that problem for them so mm-hmm. to give you another example say you find out that someone has a problem with bookkeeping or mm-hmm. you know running the finances for their business in that case, you might be able to bring on a sponsor like QuickBooks or FreshBooks, which are cloud computing um, accounting software companies. So they might be able to provide that solution to your listeners. So things, yeah, things like that, asking for feedback, those four questions have been invaluable. Definitely recommend them to anyone looking to start a podcast. And like I kind of, I guess the top line is just have fun. And actually what, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying the recordings, then hopefully your audience will as well. I think that's, it's something I try not to get too up on them. If I'm enjoying it, hopefully my audience will be as well. Yeah, I think it's kind, it's kind of, you know, yawning is contagious. So if you enjoy, it's like, you know, people will also enjoy, I think. So <laughs> that kind of analogy will actually you know, kind of work. So yeah, I think it, it, just to get off this, you know, podcasting stuff is that I always ask this guest, you know, just in the middle is that, who was the last person? It's actually in the it's actually morning or you know evening in that actually that time. You know, in your side. Oh, what was that? Sorry. In your time, is it actually morning or evening? 
yeah, yeah, your time thing? Um, it's kind of early evening. Yeah, it's about early five evening. p.m. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's a fairly fairly. Early. All right, all right. So, who was the last person that you made smile today? <laughs> that is a very good question. A very good question. Um, probably yourself, just through uh, through Zoom here. Um, I haven't really seen anyone today apart from my mum and uh, mum and dad. So, um, yeah, did I make my mum and dad? I suppose I made my mum smile this morning. <laughs> just cracked a few jokes. So that would probably be the last person. <laughs> well, well, that's great. You know, because it's just that uh, actually I had this question from a guy called Joe Pardo. He was actually on my show earlier, and he said that. when you actually can answer this question properly like without thinking really a lot like you know then you actually made some kind of achievement in your life because that's what it's all about like you know hmm. being happy and you know telling people about the happiness so yeah i, I think that's one of the reasons why i always ask this question is that that, that kind of thing so just uh, one more thing before going on to the final thing is that uh you said the monetization of podcast like you know sometimes this matter a lot and i think when a sponsor actually you know approaches you saying that uh, you know just talk about this product because tim ferris actually you know i i have never actually listened a lot to tim ferris you know recently only i am listening because i was really a fan of gary vaynerchuk you know podcast because of his enthusiasm itself i actually listen a lot of his podcast i mean if tim ferris it will it will be like your voice you know it will be like slow and steady and going and uh, mm-hmm. things <laughs> like that and uh, he actually kind of had the sponsor advertisement for literally 7 minutes the first 7 minutes were full of you know for a uh, sponsorship so for a guy like tim ferris you know the conversion rate may be really high that's actually something that really known for us but if someone is starting out as you know having 1000 listeners or 2000 listeners and someone is approaching that please you know sponsor um, advertisement product in your uh, podcast and if the guy, if the guy who's sponsoring doesn't get actual conversions as he expected do you think it will cause a problem to the uh, you know podcaster if he gives like you know uh statement saying that you will get this much of you know uh, conversion rate or anything like will it actually cause a problem like that yeah it will i wow. think the the kind of <laughs> i guess the short answer is the business will probably just not sponsor them again you know yeah. i guess depending how long the contract is i think typically sort of 3 or 4 months they kind of trial things out just to see how that sponsorship will work if it's not working after that you know if they're not getting those conversions then yeah the the sponsor will just drop them um because like you know there's, there's lots of podcasts out there and there's lots of other potential people they can sponsor and potential shows they can sponsor i think that's that's yeah that's definitely one thing to be aware of sponsor wise i guess the other thing is by actually bringing a sponsor on board you mm-hmm. i guess you're kind of diluting your show a little bit and what yeah. i mean by that is you're sending people away from your show pretty much aren't you? Yeah. you know you're kind of you directing them to say another business or another company or another podcast even that's happening now podcast sponsors are getting sponsored by other podcasts so yeah you're kind of diluting your show in that sense so i'm always kind of wary and um it's certainly not something i'm looking to do anytime mm-hmm. soon and i think even if i get to the point where i've got a lot more listeners listening to my show than i currently do then will i bring a sponsor on board i'm not sure i think that or there probably better ways to monetize a podcast um products and services being one thing affiliates affiliates as another thing um you know membership content there's there's a bunch of different ways you can do it sponsorships kind of just the number the, the one the one that seen as being most popular yeah tim ferris though yeah he you're right his his sponsors take up like 5 7 minutes of every show and for one thing i actually quite like them in a strange way and the reason for that is because his 
his kind of vetting process for his sponsors is so rigorous that actually he only ever kind of recommends really good companies. Mm-hmm. Like just the other day, he had a company, um, it was a VPN network. Express uh, VPN. Quick, that was the one. Yeah, Express actually, VPN. I, heard the, um, I heard the podcast with Hugh Jackman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good podcast, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so, it was so really, good. really awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I look, I was like writing so many notes down on my phone yeah. as I was going for a walk, listening to it. Amazing podcast, and uh, yeah. So actually, that's a company I didn't know about, and now mm-hmm. because he's recommended them, I might check them out if I ever need a VPN. So I think they do certainly have their benefits. I know Tim actually did an experiment a few months ago where he actually stopped having sponsors on his show, mm-hmm. and you'd think, okay, that must be a good thing for his audience, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Not to listen to yeah. sponsors as much and uh, he can i think he was asking people to kind of leave donations for his show instead like on patreon or something like that and he found that most people actually wanted the sponsors strangely they actually enjoyed wow. listening to them they got a lot of products and you know they got recommendations from tim directly about products they didn't know about so it's an interesting one i think just because of his numbers that you know he's such a big podcaster now when he gets so many downloads he can probably afford to spend that much time at the beginning of his his shows when you're recommending sponsors i certainly wouldn't recommend that for the average joe you know Mm -hmm. most listeners will just switch off after a minute you know so he it's only because he's kind of built that relationship over the last decade that he's been able to do that i guess but uh no amazing podcaster one i'm very much looking to emulate i guess (laughs) Yeah, of course, of course, it obviously happened because, and you know, it's really hard when it comes to, you know, if you sponsor like for a product because you are podcasting, uh, you know, audience range really wide. So, like it depends on many people because if Joe Rogan is kind of, you know, having a podcast or Tim Ferriss because they're, you know, re, uh, you know, this audience, you know, uh, demographics and everything is kind of like everyone, literally everyone they, he will, he can have as a listener. But, you know, for some people, it's not like that. So if they are like really, really have to be careful for the product as well, it's like they have to be a podcaster and also as a marketing manager, you know, thinking that whether this product will actually work in my podcast or not. So, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty tough one on that. Uh, so just one final thing before closing is that um, what do you actually think is the best tip that you can provide to a fellow podcaster in order to go? Best tip in the world, according to you. Best tip I would give, more I give, is somewhat accidentally I did this, but it wasn't because I meant to do it. And actually, I had a podcast prior to Entrepreneurs Can Party, which was, I guess, like a testing ground for me. And I didn't realize it at the time, but um, it enabled me to kind of try out different formats of the show. You know, did I want to have guests on my show or did I just want it to be with solo episodes, just me speaking into a microphone? Did I want co-hosts on the podcast or was it just going to be myself? You know, did I, uh, who did I want to interview if I was to interview people? You know, that sort of thing and that sort of tests that I ran. And so, yeah, that's what I did. I had like, like I said, I had a, pri- a podcast prior to this one and I recommend it to everyone looking to get started. If you can, experiment with a podcast and you know you don't have to tell anyone about it you don't have to spread the word about it it can just be something you do on the side like in your own spare time and you know get to get used to talking to microphone and recording and listening to yourself speak which can sound very strange when you're not used to it uh just kind of experimenting with the technology working out all the technical Mm -hmm. stuff on the back ends of the hosting yeah that's one tip i always give just maybe try out a podcast um you can figure out how to do it quite easily. There's lots of resources online and a guy called Pat Flynn, who you might be aware yeah. of, who might 
might yeah. not be. He's got an amazing uh, YouTube series, smart, I believe. Smart passive income, I think. So yeah, he's uh, kind of. Thus, yeah. That's the guy, yeah, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income. He's got some really good YouTube videos on that, exactly like how to set it up, what equipment you need. You don't need to pay any money for any of this stuff. You know, you can just use your laptop mic if you wanted to. Anchor FM, great free podcasting host. There's yeah, there's so many ways to get started for free. So I guess that's a tip in itself as well. So yeah, tip number one, if you can start a podcast, just trial a few things out without, mm-hmm. you know, not being like the mothership. It's just like a trial run. Do that if you can. And then the other thing, don't feel like you have to spend any money on podcasting. You really don't. I mean, obviously, if you want to kind of upgrade, you can get more fancy microphones, you can pay for hosting. But to begin with, you certainly don't need to pay any money. That would be, those would be my tips. Yeah, thanks, man. Definitely. And, you know, I actually have this, you know, annual blueprint here right now. I, I It's actually really hard, trust me. So I actually have these, you know, I take this printout right now, but you actually frame this really tough, okay? You have to frame this really, really tough. It's kind of really hard to actually answer, uh, you know, some of the questions itself, because uh, if I think, how to say, uh, two to three things, my really, really like, uh, sometimes good memories pop up into my head, but other times really bad memories pop into my head saying that if we have gone through that, what actually have you achieved, you know, things like that. So guys, please go and, you know, ch- check him out. It's really, really, it's a really awesome one. So, Go and check him out. And um, is there anything else you want to ask me? That person asked me. I just want to say thank you for having me on, Jeffrey. It's been really fun chatting with you and uh, getting to speak with you today. If if people want to kind of find out more about what I'm doing, I guess, then the place I'd direct them to is scottstockdale.co.uk forward slash trailer. Reason for that is I appreciate that listening to a brand new podcast is quite cumbersome, you know, giving up your time, you know, if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, however long an episode is, mm-hmm. I appreciate it's a big chunk of time. So I have my... Uh, very short, I think it's like one minute trailer on there. So you can get a flavor of what Entrepreneurs Can Party is about if you fancy checking that out. Some really cool resources on there as well, as you alluded to, the annual blueprint strategic life plan full of 96 thought-provoking questions to kind of make you think about how you can make 2020 your best year yet or <laughs> post-corona 2021. And uh, other resources as well, like how to hire a virtual assistant, which is a very detailed breakdown of that, my complete guide, how to rank in the top 10 of Apple Podcasts in six days, or at least how I did that and how you can do that as a podcaster as well, potentially, or my podcasting costs to date. There's a, yeah, a bunch of resources on there. So yeah, scottstockdale.co.uk forward slash trailer if you're interested. But otherwise, yeah, really appreciate um, your time today, Jeffrey. It's been awesome chatting with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. And I have given every link in the description that you can go and check him out. No worries. And uh, if you have any question, you can leave in the comment section below. I'll direct it to him. Or you know, if I, if it's possible for me to answer, I will do it because he's a really busy man. But still, he will reply for that. So definitely, I will you know tell him as well. So guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if there's anything else, let us know. Then we'll be happy to reply for that. And Mr. Stockdale, God, it's really hard to pronounce your name. Man. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you on the podcast and guys i'll see you in the next season